I like to shout. I like to have fun. I like hanging out uh, with Jack and his friends and the girls. And they're all, it's just, it keeps you young. Hang out with young people and you stay young. I know, man, I might not look quite as young. But we don't need to talk about that right now. You don't have to get old on the inside, right? There's certain things that we can't do anything about, and that's the aging process. But you can stay renewed. You can stay refired. You can just be ready to go and have a great time and not allow those things to slow you down too much. You, know, you might need a little bit of extra sleep or recovery time, like if you're working out a lot. But in the end, we all have, we all have a plan. We all, there's a purpose for each and every one. We all have unique gifts, talents, and abilities in our lives that God is going to use to touch others for his glory. And so this morning, the title of the message I have, some of you already probably read through it, but it's Illuminate. Illuminate. I believe right now, more than ever, we need God to illuminate his truth in our lives because there's so many voices. There's so many words. There's so many different forms of communication. Everybody's saying, this is it. This is the way. This is the right thing. This is the right thing. And this is not not about a, a political message. This is about the word of God. His word. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God's word does not change based on who's the president. His word doesn't change on on where you live in the world. His word doesn't change based on our opinion. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is what we build our lives on. That's what we build our future on. That's what we count on for eternity is his word. said, all this stuff's gonna pass away, but my word is never gonna pass away. So in my life, more than ever, I feel the word of God is something that I have to put extra time and energy into creating reserves. Everybody say reserves. Reserves. You need reserves of God's word deposited in your heart. Because when all hell breaks loose in your lives, in your friends' lives, in your business, in all these different things in the world, and we see all this stuff happening, It's not so that we lose heart or that we lose hope. The Bible says in the last days, it gets darker and darker, but the children of God are gonna shine brighter and brighter. So just because because we have the Lord doesn't mean it's gonna be easy. That's something that I, I had a misconception when I first got born again. I, I went in the Marine Corps and I was just, and I was so excited for God. I was thinking, wait a minute, I have the Lord. Jesus is my Lord. He's in my heart. He's in my life. Why is everything so hard? I know none of you have ever thought like that before. But I was like, what is going on? All these years later, I got the Lord. Why does everything have to be such a challenge? We fight the good fight of faith. We are warriors for the king and the kingdom. His cause, there is a worthy cause. He said, I don't want anyone to be lost. I want everybody to come to the knowledge of me. God wants everyone to know him, his goodness, his plans, his purposes for their life, the hope in Jesus. That voice isn't being broadcasted all over, all over the TV. It's not broadcast over the internet. You have to search to find that voice. And so this morning, I'm just gonna share for a few moments some things that, that God placed on my heart for us today that I believe will inspire you. It also some seems very simple, but it's the simple things that make a big difference in our life. So many times we're looking for something so special and unique that it's like, oh, if I could just get my hands on this, if I could just grab a hold of that, everything would be different. But that's not the way it works. It's the simple truths 
of God's word, when we grab a hold of them, we apply them to our lives, we see big differences. We see big change. We see peace. We see joy. We see healing. We see all the things that he has promised us in his word. So illuminate means to make something visible. I don't know if this probably never happened to anybody, but if you've been walking in the dark before and you think you know where you're going and there's never been anything in the way before, and all of a sudden you're walking down the hall or in the dark and you forgot that somebody left the vacuum cleaner in the hallway. And, oh, there goes, there goes your toe. Uh, I mean, all these different things. But if I had the light on, I wouldn't have ran into the vacuum cleaner. In our lives, I believe there's certain things, and I'm the guiltiest of all, that if I just turn the light on, the situation, illuminated the question in the word of God that I wouldn't have had to kick the vacuum. I wouldn't have had to stub my toe on certain things in life because I just was too in a hurry. This is, this is my problem. I think if I just go faster, I'll get more done. But then you kick the vacuum because you didn't take the time to turn on the light. And I believe that God wants us to search his word, illuminate. Searching his word is turning on the light. It's Flicking the switch, saying, God, what does your word say about this situation? With this family situation, it could be a business situation. It could be something to do with your loved ones. It could be something to do with a vision or a dream or, or something that's in your heart to do uh, for God or for business or anything else. And, and God wants to illuminate these situations for us so that we can see it through his word. He brings a different level of light. Are all these things, I, I don't even know what I would how I got anywhere in life without one of these things. It's like, I mean, we had maps and things like that back, way back in the 1990s or whatever we were, you know, last century, you know, some time ago. I know I don't look that old, but, you know, <laughs> I am not really. I'm just, I'm just saying for those of you who are older, you know. <laughs> but these things now, they got maps on them. And I've been working out of town lately and I've been in the Bay and I've been down south and I'm just like, Okay, I got to get the ashram. I got to type this thing in. And it's like, turn left, 300 feet. Turn right, 600 feet. And I'll be on the phone. I'll be like, oh, I missed my turn. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't even pay attention long enough to follow the directions that is being given to me. So for me, I just need to slow down a little bit. And not just that, in life. God, speak to me. Show me. Illuminate the path so that I know when it's time to turn. I can't tell you how many times I missed the turn. I'm sure I'm going to continue to miss the turn. But thank God that in 1 John 1, 9, it says he is faithful and just to forgive us. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God when I make a mistake. Thank God when I miss the turn because I'm distracted, because I've got my mind on other things, because I've got other things going on. Thank God when I missed the turn, because we've all missed it. We're not perfect. He didn't say you're saved because you're perfect. He said you're saved by grace. He, you're saved because of his love. You're saved because of his compassion, because he wants you. So don't allow making a wrong turn or being distracted or, or th to, to take you off course, because guess what? He'll reroute you. He'll always get you back. Might take a little longer. What's happened to me? <laughs> this, this, this week. <laughs> and the wrong turn. He'll reroute you to get you back. 
Because he's the way maker. Amen? So, illumination brings clarification. So many voices, so many things. Psalms 119, 130, the entrance of your word gives light. I, I wrote a lot of these scriptures in here just so you can keep them with you and, and memorize them and remind yourself when there's a situation you're up against that seems confusing, you don't quite have the clarity. God, the entrance of your word brings light. God, your word, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. God literally makes it visible so that we can see what's happening. It's been years ago now, but I was, I was on a, a mine rescue team. And you go into these different underground places, and it was like construction and mining and things like that. And there was a team, and you would basically train all the time to see if you could go find people if they ever got trapped. You guys remember like the Chilean miners and all these different things. And so we would go, we would train, and we, and we all had a specific job. But one of, the, one of the things I'll never forget was the darkest of the darkest of dark that I've ever been in my life was in the back of a tunnel when all the lights are out and you're a couple miles underground and you think it's dark at night. This is a different level of darkness. We're talking dark. And one of the training things is, is you have to find your way out without being able to see. And so fortunately, in this specific place, there was an uh, actual old track rail. And so you had to trust that even in the dark, you could, you could find your way out by keeping your foot next to this track so that you constantly knew exactly where you're at. Because if you took the wrong turn, you're never going to find your way out. And so it was just a safety, it was a safety training. But one thing I'll never forget is this, every single one of these places, any, any, in Nevada or California, any of, these, any of these mines, they have what's called a refuge station or a refuge chamber. The Bible talks about God being our refuge, our fortress, our place. And I'll never forget that because in that time where you can't find your way out, you always know where the refuge chamber is. In our lives, when we find ourselves in the dark, when we find ourselves not having the answer, not knowing the right direction to go, because it's extremely easy to get twisted around and turn, don't just go running anywhere. Run to the refuge station. Run to our refuge. Run to God. Sometimes we think we're embarrassed to go to God because we're like, God, I made this mistake before. Why am I even feeling the way I'm feeling? I'm embarrassed to tell God that I'm having these emotions. I'm having these feelings I'm having right now. But guess what? He wants us to run to him. He doesn't want us to run away from him. He wants us to run to him in our time of need. Come to the throne room of grace where we find him in our time of need. It's humbling, yes, because we have to go to God and say, yeah, God, I screwed up again. I took a wrong turn again. I was going the wrong direction again. It was dark. Okay, and God's saying, yeah, well, guess what? I have light for you. I have illumination for you. I'm gonna show you how to get out of this situation. You go to the refuge and God will always Always, always, always show you the way out. He says that he doesn't ever leave us or forsake us. He will always make a way of escape. Amen? So remember that. Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you can prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We are the voice of truth in the earth. We're the ones that proclaim the good news. It's good news. Is there anything bad 
about telling someone about the love of God, the changing power of God, the healing power of God, the miracle working power of God, the forgiving power of God. It's good news. It's good news. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you want to know the truth, you must know Jesus. Know his word. Jesus was, is the word. He is the word. So when we know his word, we know him. Now, I know this is a long time ago, and up here there's different places we don't have like the Wi-Fi power or anything like that. Now they have the ring, rings for the doorbells all over the place, right? How many of you guys have the ring? It's pretty cool. You can see who's at your door without being there, and my brother-in-law has it, and, and all of a sudden we'll be out somewhere, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, someone's in my house dropping off a package for Amazon. I'll be like, what? And so I thought, oh, that'd be cool if I could have that, but it takes some 50 billion gigawatts of uh, Wi-Fi or something, and we, I think I have like a... One, one one hundredth of what I need to get that to work in my house. So I don't know if they have like a booster big enough to do what I need to get the ring. But before the ring, if you were home and someone knocked on the door, you want to know who it is before you open it, right? Who is it? Nowadays it's like, oh yeah, so-and-so's at my house. <laughs> I got the ring, but I don't have the ring. How do you know who it is on the other side of the door? They tell you, right? But how do you know it's them? How do you know who's on the other side of the door? This is not a trick question. This is easy. How do you know? They tell you, right? This is me. It's me. I'm here. And you know by the sound of the voice who's at the door. I've, over years, I have lots of people telling, ask me questions. How do you know when God is speaking to you? How do you know? How do you know that you're hearing from God? And we're not talking about being spooky. I'm not talking about a, a sound from heaven uh, audibly. Or, or, and I'm not saying those are bad things. I'm just saying most of us in this room, maybe very, very few have heard an audible voice of God. Most of the time, God is speaking to your spirit. If I want to talk to you this afternoon, I don't dial up on the radio and say, Cole, on the radio, let's call Jack, see what, see what he's got going this afternoon. No, I pick up my cell phone and I go to Jack's number and I press call and I talk to him because we have the same piece of equipment. God is a spirit. He speaks to your spirit on the inside. He's not calling me on the cell phone. Hey, Cole. What are you doing? This is what I want you to preach today. Oh, cool. Let me push record. Thanks, God. Got my message. No, he's speaking to my spirit because God is a spirit. So back to the question, how do I know that God is speaking to me? How do I know it's him? How do I know it's his voice? Because I get to know him just like the person who's knocking on your door, if it's a family member or relative, or you pick up the phone, you know who it is before they tell you who it is because you recognize their voice. We recognize God's voice because God always, always, always agrees with his word. If you feel like God is telling you something and it's not agreeing with this, that's when I know that's, that's not God's voice. Does that make sense? 
So God always agrees with his word. So if it's a word of, of healing, if it's a word of encouragement, if it's a word of faith and power and love and joy and peace and healing, then we know it's God. We know God's speaking to us. I've heard something recently is just breaking my heart where someone said that God told them it's time to divorce their wife. <clears throat> they heard from God. That ain't God. That's not this God. And I'm not saying, I'm not getting into anything about any of this. I'm, I'm specifically talking to this. There's different reasons, different things. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm not, I'm not condemning. I'm not judging. I'm not nothing. This is a very specific instance where what he's saying he heard from God is not God. Because that God wouldn't tell him just arbitrarily for no reason there was no infidelity. There's no other things. I'm not, like I said, I'm not getting into any of that. I'm just saying God's word, he's saying God told him it's time to divorce his wife after, I don't know, 20, 30 years. So does that sound like God? Not this, not my God, not the God of this. It's like this morning, we were talking about prosperity and God wanting us to prosper. Some of us have had thoughts that God doesn't want you to prosper. God wants you humble. He wants you broke because you'll be closer to him. You'll be more needy of him. Well, if you prosper, then you won't go to God in prayer. Well, if you prosper, you won't need God anymore. That's not, that's not, that's not what this Bible says. That's not God. God says, I want you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's, if God says that to me, that's God. I hear his voice. I recognize and I recognize his voice and I recognize his word because it's in here and I've read it. Amen. And so when he says something to me, it's a reminder. It's an illumination. It's God. Yeah, that's right. God, you, you want me healthy. You want me strong. You want me blessed. You want me prosperous. You want me healed. God, you want me in the right place at the right time. God, you're opening doors for my business to prosper and income to increase so I can continue to be a blessing, to continue to be a witness, continue to tell people the good news of your love in the earth. That's where we know it's God because we recognize his voice. Where was I? Building reserves. We build reserves by knowing his voice, by knowing his word. Everyone in here has certain things that we're, you're struggling with, you're, you're, you're dealing with, uh, whether it's finances, whether it's family, whether it's just your personal life, whether it's your faith and your confidence, but every single thing that we're struggling with, he has an answer for in his word. Everything. There's promises across the whole Bible that if we need certain things, if we, if we don't know, there is a truth. Everybody say truth. Now we're not talking all the different voices. We're talking the truth. There's truth in the word that sets us free. If you know the truth, and I'll never forget this saying, and it was uh, Casey Treat, a uh, uh, pastor up in Seattle. I'll never forget this. I was there, and we were at a conference, and he said, if you're in bondage, or if there's something holding you down, if there's something holding you back, then you have a lack of truth in that area. Because if you know the truth, the truth will make you free, or the truth will set you free. So if I find myself in bondage, if I find myself in a stronghold, if I find myself struggling in a certain area, that means I need more truth in that area so that I can move on, so that I can overcome, 
So this morning, uh, there, there, it was really heavy on my heart when we were praying in the very beginning that there was a, some old wounds, old burden, old, old uh, strongholds of just bitterness and unforgiveness and things like that that, are, that are just, it holds us back. And so when we know the truth that God is a forgiving God, he's a loving God, and we can forgive and we release and we move on, those, that's the bringing truth in that area. And then you can say, okay, God, yeah, I, I'm not carrying this weight. It says, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We cast our cares on him because he cares for us. We're not designed to carry the weight of the world. I know some of you guys are looking strong out there. I, I'm looking at it. I know. You got, you're looking good. Mm. But it doesn't mean just because you're buff and strong that you're designed to carry the weight of the world. Does that make sense? He said, cast your cares on me. I care for you. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. We're going to have challenges as believers. We're going to have challenges and obstacles and opposition, but greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So just because there's obstacles, we fight the good fight of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't just look at this and say, oh, it's just too much. Now, yesterday, I snuck out to the track real quick. Gavin and Jack were riding their dirt bikes over at Hangtown. It's a motocross track. They just had this huge, you know, their huge uh, championship pro race out there last weekend. And some of these jumps, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, no way would you catch me doing that. And I look over, and these guys are just like, fine, in the air. And I'm just like, whoa, help them, Lord, protect them. Put your angels on each shoulder and make sure you keep them coming down the right spot. But they have confidence because they've practiced. They know the route. They know the course because they've ridden it again and again. So to them, it's not that big of an obstacle because they've conquered it before. Because they built up their endurance, their momentum. And they know the way. In our lives, certain things seem like that. You just go anyway. You go anyway. You go with God. He will direct your paths. It says he directs the steps of the righteous. Even when you don't feel like it, he's going to make a way because he's a way maker. So the thoughts in our mind and the words in our mouth and the actions we take or the moves we make. So illumination, it really comes down to the three specific components that I was really thinking about this morning. And it's, it's your mindset, and then your deposit in your heart, and then what, that out of that is going to really determine the actions you take, the moves you make. So first of all, the thoughts, the thoughts. The Bible says that we are to take captive every thought, everybody say every thought, that tries to exalt itself. So there's thoughts that we all have bombard us every day, thousands of them. You have thoughts coming into your mind, all kinds of crazy thoughts coming from all different directions all day long. But the Bible says that we're supposed to do something specific with these thoughts and we are to captivate them. We're to catch them. It's like you have a net and you catch that thought, grab it, and it says you pull it down. You get rid of that thought. It says capture that, you cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself. What is exalting itself? That means that that thought is trying to become higher than this in your life. God's word is paramount in your life. It says that we let this rule and reign in our heart in through Christ Jesus. His word is paramount. So any thought that tries to come up above this, 
you're going to just you're supposed to be broke. Is that is that a thought from this or is that a thought trying to get itself above that? Oh, you're too old. You can't do it anymore. You 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 missed your you missed your opportunity. Nice try. Is that in here? No. So, oh, you'll never have a successful marriage again. You already had a bad one. Is that is that what this says? No. God's a waymaker. He he. Hey, all things are new. You know, we got to be able to forgive and forget the past. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. That means all things have become old. Things passed away. Behold, all things become new. Oh, well, you had a really bad, you know, relationship. You had a bad, that was bad. You don't ever go to church again because you had a really bad experience at the other church. No, that, no that, he's, all things are new. It's a fresh start. God's a great God. I make mistakes. He forgives me. I move on. Take thought, every captive, take captive every thought that tries to exalt itself against God's word in your life. That's number one. If you're taking notes today, take these thoughts seriously. Because once you th think about the thoughts more and more and more, it becomes something that settles in your heart. And the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you speak, so you go. If I say I'm doing this and this and this, guess what happens next? I go do this, this and this. I act out those intentions. If I'm afraid, if I'm fearful, then I'm not gonna move when God asks me to move. I'm not gonna do when he asks me to do. So God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So if I have fearful thoughts coming up, they're bombarding me from all these different directions because COVID and the crisis and all these different things going on around the world and wars and rumors of wars that are, all these things are in the Bible. But I'm not gonna be fearful. Why? Because he said we're not going to be fearful. He said, don't be afraid. I haven't given you a spirit of fear. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. All these different thoughts are different spirits that try to take over from God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. He gives you love, joy, peace, sound mind, patience. Quote some more to me. I, that wasn't part of my message. <laughs> I need to develop more reserves. All these great things, kindness, patience, all these different things. That's what God gives us. So he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he gives us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So when I start feeling fearful, what am I going to do? Grab a hold of it, just like a net. It'd be like a bug on the wall trying to crawl up, get a thought, and just smash that thing. Or stomp it before it crawls up your leg and in through your ear. You see them coming. I'm telling you, these are familiar thoughts. It's, it's not just poof. It's like, it's coming. It's like a bug crawling. Here it comes. Ah, it's a pretty nice little bug. I don't want to hurt the little bug. Come on over, spirit of fear. That sounds good. I like being worried and anxious. I'm just, you know, so good for my blood pressure and everything else. Like, I have nothing better to do today, so I might as well be stressed. Yes! Let's stress for the day! Everybody, come on over. I got a great message for you. Come stress to the max. Sign up right here. Nobody's running to sign up for that. But we do. But we're not anymore because we're recognizing. We recognize it by the Holy Spirit. God shows us. And then we say, no, smash that thing. Get that thing out of there. No, God, you did not give me. And you say it. Right. You use your voice. You use your power. And you say, no. 
God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. I'm not anxious. I'm not fretful. I'm not having anxiety over anything. God gave me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Sometimes I'll say stupid things. I'll say, I just feel like I'm out of my mind right now. I know no one else has ever said anything like that. But I have, and I'm like, why did I just say that? That was the dumbest thing I said all day. I have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm in my mind. <laughs> Amen. I've got to get back to get it back in three. Here we go. Power, love, and a sound mind. He ain't give me this other stuff. It didn't come from God. You get packages on your doorstep all the time. Delivery. If it isn't from God, and this, I'm, I'm using this as an example, you're getting packages from the enemy all the time. Think this, do this, say that, tell them how you feel, speak your mind. They need to hear. I don't know if that scripture's in there. I may be. You might have to show me sometime. I'm going to tell them how I feel. I'm just saying. You might not want that package. You might not want to receive that one. You know that you can return to sender. Right? We, we, we will do that if it's something we don't want. Why not in the spiritual realm? We want to make things so spiritual, but God always uses natural things to show spiritual concepts. Jesus always used parables. He talked about stories, like having faith in the grain of mustard seed. And he used, he used things like, like uh, I, I, wrote, <clears throat> I wrote some different, wrote some things down. But basically, he always used parables that people could understand. Sowing and reaping. You plant your garden in the, in the spring and you reap the, the harvest in the, in the fall. Sow and you reap. You, 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 you speak the word and this happens. And so he always used illustrations. God's always using natural things so that we can understand spiritual truth and concepts. So when you get a package from the enemy trying to get you to think a certain way, feel a certain way, say a certain way, go ahead and just tell them how you feel. Speak your mind because you think it's going to make you feel better. Then after you say it, you're like, felt great for just for a moment. And then you wish you could take it back. And when we get tired and we get cranky, not, not that anybody else, I don't think I ever get cranky, but maybe one, every, every once in a while, like every day about 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, when you're tired and cranky and you worked a long day, you want to tell everybody how you feel. That's when you do it. That's when you really want to hold off. See how you're feeling in the morning before you say something you wish you didn't say. I've had to tell myself a few times lately, you know what? If you say that, is that going to be really beneficial for you? It was like the Holy Ghost. Would that make you feel better at the moment? Yes, because you're speaking your mind. And you have a right to tell them how you feel. But then the Holy Spirit says, do you really want to say that? Do you really want to do that? And then you have to ask yourself, am I going to receive that package? No. Return to sender. The enemy is always going to try to use things close to you, uh, far from you, anything they can that the enemy will use to try to influence. Why? Because John 10, 10 makes it very clear. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. 
Let that settle in your heart today. There is an enemy. There is a thief. He's coming to steal your joy, your peace, your family, everything else. But Jesus said, nope, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. That is the truth. So when bad things happen to good people and we can't explain it, we don't understand, there is an enemy. There is a God of this world. There is someone who's trying to steal the joy of your salvation. There is somebody who's trying to steal your peace. There is someone who's trying to make you stressed and anxiety and freaking out and not be able to enjoy the life that God's given you. Joy in the middle of the battle. There's, there's, I don't know. Some people say, well, I'll just pray, you know, the Lord will come and everything. No, we're in a fight. It's a battle. It's a battle. You train, you work out. Growth comes from resistance. We all want it easy. We're Americans. We live in the greatest country in the world. Why does it have to be hard, God? <clears throat> his Bible, his Bible, the word God says, in this life, you're going to have tribulation. But be a good cheer. Well, that just doesn't make sense. Did he really say that? That just doesn't even sound like God. I mean, God really... But we're just supposed to be happy and have easy time all the time, right? Isn't that in the Bible? No, it's not. It's not. It says in this life, you're going to have trouble. Oh, oh, sorry. Did I say that, church? Yeah, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have obstacles. You're going to have opposition. You're going to have all these things against you. But Jesus said, be of good cheer because I've overcame the world. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He's going to give you strength. When you feel weak, he's strong in you. When you feel like you can't do it, you just grab a hold of him and he'll help you through it. When you feel like you can't make it, take another step of faith. God will bring you through it. I'm going to have the worship team get ready to come back in just a few moments. I'm not going to be able to get through all this, but I'm trying to get the most important points. So our thoughts, and then we put his word in our heart. So the first one was what? Our thoughts. Everybody say thoughts. The next one is our heart. We have to make sure that we're making good deposits in our heart. We do not want to meditate on the wrong things. We don't want to meditate on being broke unless you want to be broke. You meditate on prosperity. You meditate on healing. You meditate on peace. You meditate on love. You meditate on joy. If you're down all the time and you're sad and you're grouchy and you're cranky and you're wiped tired, then meditate on his strength, his joy, his peace, his love, his power at the point of your knee. Because that's, what is, that's what's in here. That's what his voice says. So I can't listen to these other voices. We don't have time. Okay? We don't have time to be down. We got to be up. We're on. It's go time. We don't get to say to the enemy, you know what? <clears throat> Come back tomorrow. I'm just not quite ready for you right now. Yeah, I'm tired today, and I really don't think I can handle another bad report or bad news, or I just can't hear about someone else, something happened to someone else. So tell me that tomorrow. And then they'll just come back tomorrow. No, it doesn't happen like that. It's relentless. It's an assault. It's an attack. And so we have to remain vigilant. We rest in him. We renew our strength in him. We wait upon the Lord to renew our strength. When we're feeling weak, that's how we rejuvenate. I love it. If it's, um, 
we, we were able to pick up this little home gym. And so Jack and Gavin, and I think Braden's got to come over and hit it, and some Jake and uh, Gage, lots of, lots of boys get come over, and they're hitting the gym. And they're all getting big and strong. But it doesn't happen just because they walk into the gym. Man, look in the mirror. Man, just being here makes me stronger. Well, I have a Bible next to my bed. Doesn't need, I, I mean, man, I feel the word just getting into me right now. I'm going to sleep on it. I'm getting me some osmosis. I'm gonna, the word's just going to jump into my brain. We don't think, we would think, we would never think that. But somehow, sometimes we think with God, like, if I just step into the gym, I'm getting stronger. If I just step into the church and I'm, I'm doing this, or if I just have a Bible in my truck or in my car or next to my bed, woo I'm feeling it. It's getting in me. No, it's not, right? You have to actually do something. So, so strength, growth comes through resistance. If you're working out, you don't start getting stronger until the resistance is coming. Then you get stronger as you push through what you couldn't push through before. It's the word of God. It becomes, it's, it's because you're working it out. You're reading, you're studying, you're praying, taking time aside to find out the truth because no one wants to be captive. Nobody wants to be beat down. And we don't have to be. Does that mean it's going to be easy? No, but we fight, we grow, we build, we develop, we get stronger, and we have each other. Don't find yourself getting separated from everyone else. The enemy uses that tool all the time. Well, you're the only one going through this. No one else understands. No one else will understand that. Never has ever been through that. No, everybody's been through all of it. Not everybody, but every, there is somebody who you can talk to at all times that will encourage you and give you the right thing, give you the word on the situation so that you can renew your mind to the word of God. I love this. Nehemiah 2.20 says, The God of heaven will make us prosper, and we, his servants, will arise and build. And he's talking about all the other people that didn't want to believe the word, didn't want to believe what the Lord said. He said, as far as for you guys, you're not going to have any inheritance. You're not getting a bonus. But everybody that got on board said, listen, God's going to prosper us. He's going to make it happen. The walls were torn down. Everything was a wreck and a mess. The city was destroyed. Half of it was burnt with fire. You can read the book of Nehemiah. And God gave him a vision. He gave him a plan, gave him favor with the king. And that's my declaration over you in this place today. And everybody's listening to this message. This is the word of the Lord. God will give you victory in the midst of ashes, in the midst of broken down walls of relationships. He'll give you victory in the against, when it doesn't look like there's a way for the business, when it doesn't look like there's a way for your family, when it doesn't look like there's a way for healing, when it doesn't look like there's a way. He's the way maker. He will prosper you in that thing. He will make a way. The God of heaven is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants you to have his peace. He wants you to have health. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have relationship. He wants you to have victory in him because it brings him the glory. God gets the glory when we prosper. I don't run around if something great happens and means they look at me. I run around and be like, man, God's so good. I think, man, if it wasn't for God, this never would have happened. God gets the glory. The God of heaven will make us prosper, and we, his servants, will arise and build. In Jesus' name. Would you come back up, please? Have faith in God. I love it. The good person, so this is, this is the, the, the scripture I wanted to read to you. 
The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we're depositing, we're making, we're putting things in that we want to come out. You're making good deposits. We're renewing our mind, not just speaking our mind. His word is the treasure and my heart is the treasure chest. When I used to have the opportunity to preach in the children's church all the time, I would tell them all the time, thinking about your heart just being a huge box, a treasure chest. And his word is like gold. And you're just, every time you get a scripture, every time you, get, you hear his voice, every time you just put that thing in your heart and he's feeling the treasure chest. Just imagine just coins and coins and coins. That's what this is. This is the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints. This is God's gift to you and I. It's his word. And we, we treat it like it's a precious treasure because it is. And we place it in our heart and we keep it with us. And, we, and, we, and, and, we, and it doesn't become heavy. It makes you light because the cares of this world, and these other things can't slow you down when you have the riches of his word in your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Don't speak your mind, renew your mind. Think about that. Next time you feel like telling somebody how you really feel, renew your mind first. I'm telling you, this is helping me a lot. I'm just sharing with you. We have to have a revelation of who he is and who we are in him. In Christ, I'm that new creation. I'm not going out in my own strength. I'm not going out with my own idea. I'm going out with him because I know that he's the way maker. I know that in him, I have victory. I have triumph. If God be for us, who can be against us? Do you know that that's actually a scripture? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's a question. Nobody. You're unstoppable. God always uses, like I said earlier, natural things to illustrate spiritual truths. Growth comes with resistance. He is my light and my salvation. My prayer today is that when you see yourself in a, in a pinch, when you see yourself in a bind, when you feel like the situation is dark, that God illuminates for you through his word and shows you. Illumination brings clarification. He will show you how to pray. When we don't know how to pray, he says, just ask and I'll show you. When we don't know the wisdom, we don't have the wisdom for the situation at hand. It says, it says in his word, ask me, those of you who lack wisdom. Okay, here I am, God. I heard, I, heard, I heard that. If I lack wisdom, he says, ask, and I will give it to you liberally. He didn't even say, I'm just going to give you a little wisdom. If I ask him for wisdom, he said, I'm going to pour it out on you liberally. Thank you, God. You give me wisdom because I don't know the answer in this situation. Give me your wisdom. Hold fast to your confession. The last part of this is that we are to speak his word. We renew our mind. We make deposits in our heart. And out of that, that comes out of our mouth. It's an actual audible voice that we are giving to his word. We, are, we have a high priest, Jesus, of our confession. He watches over his word to perform it. He also watches over our word. When we use our words to agree with his word, it gives him power and authorization to make things happen. If I go around all day saying, I'm broken, 
I'm unfixable, I'm stressed, I have anxiety, I have this, that, I can just list up and down and round all the things that we can say that are wrong with us. Or I can say, I'm healed, I have wisdom, I have purpose, I have peace. God's given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm saying this out loud. Practice saying it out loud. Don't just think about it. Don't just, don't just say, oh yeah, you know, I know the word says this and you're just kind of meditating on it. Yeah, meditate on it and then give voice. Everybody say give voice. Everybody say give voice. <clears throat> give voice to his voice. Give voice to his voice inside of you. Give voice to the word. It gives it power to accomplish. We have a great high priest. It says, we hold, it says, let us hold this as Hebrews 4. Hold fast to our confession. It says, we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with us, with our weaknesses, but one in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence. Everybody say confidence. Confidence. Say it louder. Confidence. You got to say it like you mean it. This is serious. I'm having fun, but it's real. This isn't, this isn't just like some kind of, you know, recipe. This is real. It's real. We, we speak it out. We declare it. We have confidence. It says confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we can receive mercy and find grace in time of need. Let us hold fast the confession without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Second Chronicles 16, nine. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. We're taking the limits off. We're taking the limits off. Can you do that with me today? Take the limits off of what God can and cannot do in your life, through your life, in your family, in your future. Remove them. Limitations have to go in Jesus' name. It says that he is looking through the whole earth. He wants to show himself strong on your behalf. He wants to make a way where it looks like there is no way. He wants to give you peace when you feel like you can't get it. He wants to give you that joy, that love, everything that you're missing when you're missing it. At different times, we need different things. Amen? We're all in different places and unique circumstances that are going on. But God is able to meet us at our point of need. He's able to meet you right where you're at because he's a personal God. Yes, he's the God of the universe, but he's also my God. He's also your God when you ask him to come into your life and be your God. And then he'll meet you right where you're at. Have a victorious attitude. Failure is not an option. Galatians 6, 9, don't grow weary in doing well because in due season you're gonna reap if you don't faint. 2 Corinthians 2, 14, one of my favorites. Now thanks be to God who always, everybody say always. He's not on break. He's not on vacation. He's not out to lunch. Always. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Romans 8, 37, we are more than conquerors in Christ. I wrote this little declaration down real quick. I want your homework to be, make a declaration about yourself according to God's word. You can, you can use some of this if you want. It's just use scriptures. It says, I'm sharp, I'm strong, I'm accurate, I'm inspirational, I'm led by the spirit. I'm in the right place at the right time, having everything I need that pertains to life and godliness. I hear his voice 
and follow his commands. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And his strength is made perfect in weakness. I am victorious and triumphant in Jesus' name. Now, it's just a little short thing I just wrote up a couple minutes. All that is is scriptures that I personalize to myself. God says all these things about all of you. All of you out there watching. This is just his word put into a personal declaration. I want you to write a declaration today. Write something that you read every morning. I get up in the morning and I want you to say it. I'm going to challenge myself to do the same thing. And I'm going to read his word. I'm going to declare his truth. Bow your heads with me together. We're going to get ready to close. Father, I just thank you this morning that your word is true and everything else is a lie. Father, I thank you this morning that you uh, brought answers, that you brought clarification, that you brought peace in the midst when, when their people are feeling anxious and anxiety. Lord, that you bring peace to that situation. Those that are losing sleep at night because of the stress and anxiety, I speak to that right now in Jesus' name. I command that to go, and I thank you, the God of peace reigns in their heart and mind that they will have sweet sleep tonight in Jesus' name. The torment, the fear. I speak healing virtue right now. If you need healing in your body, just raise your hands right where you're at. I'm gonna pray, I'm not gonna ask everybody to come up. We will at the end, we can have you come up if you, need, if you want specific prayer, but I'm just gonna pray right now. Father, I thank you, you see the hands across this room. Father, you're the healer. Jesus, I just thank you right now at the sound of my voice. Lord, you see all the hands that are raised. Father, I thank you that you touch this very moment, the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, healing virtue would flow into their body fire, healing virtue in Jesus' name. And Father, I just thank you right now as we're getting ready to go. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that we grab a hold of your word, your voice. Lord, that we're going to captivate these thoughts. We're going to renew our mind. Lord, we're going to make deposits into our heart, and we're going to declare your word over every situation, over every circumstance. Lord, when we feel weak, we remind ourselves, Lord, that we're strong in you. Father, this morning, I thank you that we will walk out of here changed. Lord, we have a new, a new perspective in you. If you're here this morning, you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. I'm asking you right now this morning to do that. Think about that. Come and see me after service today and we'll pray together. Father, I thank you. We pray for all the situation. We pray for their family. We pray for those that are in the hospital right now that are connected by our, uh, people that are watching. Lord, we just thank you that you sent your word and healed them. They weren't even in the same place. But God, you still touched them by your power. So this morning, we thank you for that. We thank you for reports of that. We are in agreement. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day.